Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. What is good, everybody? Welcome, one and all, to another edition of the SB Nation NFL Show. Today is Friday, February 10th, 2023, the Friday before the superb owl. That is the lamest joke of all time, but you have to make it when it comes to the Super Bowl. My name is Arjo Ochoa. I am joined by Brandon Lee Gowden and Steven Serta. This is the Friday edition, once again, of the SB Nation NFL Show. And a reminder that the SB Nation NFL Show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Brandon, happy Friday before the Eagles play in yet another Super Bowl. How are the vibes on your side of things? Oh, important question, RJ. That's the the, the million dollar, well, maybe billion dollar question, trillion dollar even. You know, why not just keep going up? Uh, the vibes are good, RJ, TDIF. Um, feeling good. Walked around uh, Philly this morning, saw a mural of a giant eagle holding Patrick Mahomes in his claw. Uh, there, there used to be one of those for Tom Brady back in February 2018 when the Eagles won their previous Super Bowl. So I feel like the vibes are good. I feel like I'm seeing good signs here. Um, Steven, um, is there a mural in the KCMO region um, depicting anything violent like that, I suppose? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what it would be. Uh, maybe, maybe it's commemorating Patrick Mahomes in his second MVP that he won on Thursday night. I, there's definitely Chiefs murals. Um, if there's one depicting uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, I don't know, like shooting an eagle or something, I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> like duck hunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been a weird week uh, as far as like Eagles fan violence has been concerned, Brandon. Don't you feel like there have been a few stories like kind of hitting the ether about how rabid Eagles fans are? Like you're only kind of feeding that beast by talking about the mural at this point. I don't really think so. I think you're just trying to do a bit here. <laughs> I'm not trying to do a bit. I'm, look, that's been a thing. It's been a talking point. Well, what is the example? I didn't even know what you're talking about. Um, was it uh, was it Fred Warner's wife? I don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend. Oh, I don't know what the situation on. is. We're going to do this. You know, no, I was just I was just going that down down that road. You sent us down that road. Uh, we have one game true. to cover, one game to preview, of course. Uh, Super Bowl 57 happening on Sunday afternoon we are going to get to our locks of the week we only once again have one game to choose from and of course our same game parlay uh before we do though before we get to uh, steven how many super bowl previews have you listened to in, in your podcast journey this week uh i i have no i can tell wow. you the amount um it's a lot i mean dozens um and just recording and previewing myself on top of trying to keep up with everything that we're doing at ap and then listening to other people that I think are smarter than me, trying to like find angles in this game that I haven't thought of. It's been 
never ending. It's been relentless, and I'm ready to just play this game on Sunday at this point. Brandon, are you starting to reach that point? I don't know what this is like. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you know, the Friday before the Super Bowl, is it like it's been almost two weeks? Like, we've explored every single thing. Andy Reid's been asked how he takes his coffee. Um, I love the Kelsey brothers and the story, but like, it's enough at this point. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of feels like we've, we've gotten every bit of meat off of this proverbial bone. Yeah, I've been ready. I was saying that to Steven when we talked earlier this week for Arrowhead Pride. Uh, I've been ready for this game to be played probably since like Monday or Tuesday, really, honestly. Um, Like, I'm good. Let's just get it going. It should be a great game between two really awesome teams. Um, I feel like maybe this is kind of preempting the conversation a little bit, but I I feel like it's hard for... uh, Barring a blowout, obviously, if there's a blowout either way, then that's, you know, not not what you want to see. Not a good product for um, neutral observers as well. It'd just be boring. But um, barring a blowout, I think, you know, either team that loses doesn't have much to be ashamed about. Because these are both really great teams who both deserve to be here. I There are two things I don't want to see. Uh, number one is a blowout. Because I do feel like we haven't gotten a great quality NFL playoff game yet. Like, there have been some impressive performances, but there hasn't been, like, a juicy game and I don't want to see a Super Bowl commercial before the game. I hate this, Steven. I hate how, like, all these brands, like, leak them out now. That's not a Super Bowl commercial. If, it, if you're showing it to me on the internet before the game, you're ruining – like, I don't watch it during the game and go, like, oh, that's it. This is awesome. You've ruined the whole effect. I am totally with you on this. Like, I've been seeing them pop up in my feed under, like, the promoted tweets and stuff. Right. And I'm like, well, that ruins part of the experience. Like – now, it, when I see a Miles Teller beer commercial during the Super Bowl, I'm going to get up and take a break and walk away from the television because I've already seen it on Twitter a bunch of times. I feel like we haven't seen that much Miles Teller. He had a, a nice little run around the World Series. We'll see if he's, um, you know, kind of in the crowd. Maybe there is a shot um, on Sunday of him, you know, rooting for his Eagles. Who knows? Um, let's go ahead. We've danced around it long enough. Uh, let's get to our, you guys want to do locks first? You want to do same game parlay first? I mean, you know. One game. Um, so, Brandon, you pick. Let's do the same game parlay first. Uh, okay. That makes more sense. Well, um, this is kind of an important week. Um, we decided that we were 0-19 so far on the season. Um, collectively. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> as far as, like, documented things, um, we have, at the very least, no matter how you want to spin it, we have yet to hit on a same game right. parlay for any single game that we have attempted to do so this season. We have one opportunity left that's it i don't know if we're gonna do some sort of like same game parlay around the draft maybe like this one maybe i don't know trades whatever but either way as far as games are concerned this season this is the last opportunity steven serta i start with you same game parlay what are you doing for super bowl 57 and why so this is one that i feel pretty safe about and that's why i selected it because i know the gravity of the situation around (laughs) the same game parlay um is I, I have to imagine it's more difficult to not win a single one than it is to just accidentally fall into one at this point in the season. Um, but I feel pretty safe about this. And I picked Jarek McKinnon over 24 and a half receiving yards. He's just got to get a couple of catches. I think that's totally within the possibility of this game. I, I think the Chiefs are going to have to dial up some quick screens, quick passing game and stuff like that to try to slow down that Eagles pass rush. And Jared McKinnon's had kind of a quiet postseason after just being on a tear for the last six weeks of the regular season. And I think some of that is by design. I think some of that was kind of Andy Reid just saying, 
yeah, just just forget about him so we can dial some things up for him if we get to the Super Bowl. And I, I think he's going to play a big role. So I feel like 24 and a half receiving yards for Jarek McKinnon in the Super Bowl, I feel like it is a totally safe same game parlay leg. BLG, how likely do you think that is based on everything you've seen from the Eagles so far this season? They have an incredible pass rush, but that does mean you got to get the ball out quickly. Yeah, I, I do think that's going to be a factor in here. I think the obvious thing that's concerning to the Eagles is Travis Kelsey, and he's just going to get his, even I think if the Eagles have a good game plan for him. It's kind of just a, a matter of how much they can limit that damage. But if you're looking at the other concerning things from that offense, it's not so much to me, you know, Juju going off or, you know, MVS going off or something like that, especially against the Eagles cornerbacks. It's more of maybe the Chiefs finding a way to, as Stephen said, use the screen game or take advantage of some of the Eagles linebackers if you kind of get, you know, the matched up, let's say, on a wheel route or something like that. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that is reasonable. And Jarek McKinnon has some revenge to enact after being involved on the wrong side of 38-7 to in the NFC Championship game years ago where he actually laid out Ronald Darby on that uh, Patrick Robinson pick six return. Um, but still, uh, he didn't make the tackle. So, and his team lost. So, there you go. Uh, Brandon's talking about the NFC Championship game prior to the <laughs> last Eagles Super Bowl appearance uh, when he was a part of the Minnesota Vikings. That context would have been helpful. That's all I'm saying. Um, but, uh, Stephen, do you feel a little bit called out that Brandon was like, Travis Kelsey's going to get his, and that your same game parlay lake wasn't Travis Kelsey? No. Uh... <laughs> Because, uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with him. Like, Travis Kelsey's going to make big plays in this game, and he's going to have his opportunities. But, and, you know, I, I think it'd be perfectly reasonable to take, like, a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. But sure. he's the guy on the offense that you have to stop, that you have to right. give the most attention to, and everybody knows that. So I feel safer taking a guy who might not draw as much attention as Travis Kelsey. Okay. I mean, our life is in your hands. Um, You're just trying to stoke the flames well, here, my man. I'm also I'm, I'm trying to, you know, examine every tentacle of the game. That's all I'm trying to do. Um, none of us took Travis Kelsey, to be clear. We all had the opportunity to do so. So, spoiler alert, Brandon, uh, Stephen has gone the over on Jarek McKinnon's receiving yards at 24 and a half. What is your leg of the same game parlay? I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts rushing yards in this game. Uh, I have it here at 44 and a half i think there's a chance that he could get i think it's what 57 is the record by steve young ever uh for most rushing yards in a super bowl by a quarterback there's a chance he can get that um i'm not going to go up that high because that's obviously historic i'm going to try to go for the safer play here and say he gets over 45 i mean look there's no more reason to save Jalen hurts this is the final game of the year you don't have to be careful with him relatively speaking um like this is you're going all out and i think hurts is going to go all out i also think this could be a game where it comes down to some crucial drives such as the some crucial two minute drives such as the end of the first half and or at the end of the game and Hertz is usually really good at running in those situations specifically and picking up some free yards that are available to him and getting out of bounds um I, I've seen him really be dangerous in those spots like that so in addition to that uh you know I just think this Chiefs defense this hasn't been great at defending mobile quarterbacks they have allowed the fourth most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season so i think there's a prime opportunity here for hertz to use his legs and he's had this time off now um to get a little bit healthier and again there's no reason for the eagles to to save him or hold him back i think he's going to be part of the run game and i expect him to be able to produce so i think it's a reasonable uh number to take the over on at 44 and a half yeah steven i could totally see to brandon's point like end of the first half and like you know just 
28 yards on the ground for Jalen Hurts, just like on that possession yep. alone as they try to get into field goal range. And then it's just little bits here and there. Uh, this feels safer than yours, um, if I'm being honest. Uh, I I don't think that should feel safer than mine. But, I, I mean, I still think right. that it's a reasonable leg of the parlay because – and we saw the Bengals do uh, a straight up just quarterback run up the middle because of the way the Chiefs were playing defense. And Joe Burrow had like a 25 yard gain and he's not known for his mobility. So I, I do think that it's probably a solid bet because the Chiefs linebackers are kind of questionable. Um, they played pretty well in the postseason, but at times this year, they've been really bad at tackling. They've been really bad at getting off of blocks and They've been playing better, but I also think that this Eagles team presents a, a different kind of matchup, and Jalen Hurts' mobility is different than you know Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, the guys that they faced so far in the postseason. So I, I do think that it, it's probably a, a safe enough bet to go with this week. I like it, um, especially because you don't have to come near the uh, the Super Bowl record, Brandon. Although I'm totally with you, I think that could happen. Like, because especially if you get a long one, like he gets like a 30 yard, like up the middle sort of thing, like Stephen's kind of talking about, uh, like Joe Burrow had. So um, that's likely. Uh, that leaves my leg of the parlay. I'm also going Jalen Hurts. I'm going with the lowest of possible low hanging fruit, uh, just because we've got to get one on the board. Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown score at plus 110. Um, if I had to bet on anybody to score in this game, it would, I mean, I would honestly put Jalen Hurts at the very top of that list just because he's kind of been a machine for that. Uh, I know he hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns, whatever that doesn't matter here. Um, Jalen Hurts is, is going to find a way down near the goal line. Like you said, Brandon, like, um, why, why save anything? Why, like, why leave anything in the chamber at this point in time? You're down near the goal line. You need to do the classic Philly scrum push, whatever, mm -hmm. however you got to get Jalen Hurts into the end zone. I do think Nick Sirianni is going to focus on him. Yeah, I mean, that's just been unstoppable for them. So, you know, if they get, like, you know, any kind of goal-to-go situation from the one-yard line, that's what that's what they're going to do. They're going to sneak it. They're going to rush it in. So I think it's a safe bet. And also pairs with mine, you know, you know, let's say, I think the longest touchdown run for a quarterback is only 15 yards in the Super Bowl. So that's another one, another record potentially at play. He could easily get, I don't know, you break off like an 18, 20-yard rushing touchdown theory, and then you would uh, be in good position with both of our legs. So there you go. He could break, he could establish both of our legs at the same time, right? If he picks up sure. enough yards before then steven would you feel left out if that happens <laughs> no as long as Jared McKinnon gets a couple of catches I'm, I'm good as long as i hit it i don't care how it happens okay uh well no consternation or controversy um, when it came to the same game parlay it is now time for our locks of the week only one game to choose from um if unless there's a clean sweep here somebody is going to be in the ice box brandon i will go to you first um who are you picking to win this game and why yeah, you know, let's just let the record show here that I did a great job with these locks of the week. Um, I think I, ended, I forget what the exact number was. Living in the know, past. How sad. So well, I mean, you're the expert on that. But uh, because of the uh, disruption and everything, I don't have it off the top of my head. But something like 15 and 7 or whatever, I did pretty good in these. I definitely won twice as much as I lost my last the, the standings just so you know that mm -hmm. as they currently sit in the dock that we have you were 12 and 6 in the regular season okay so. but okay but I did and, yeah and so. you you did lock up the Eagles at two we actually gave you that um Stephen and I did so we're not going to count it that was really Stephen and I, I mean I'll, I was going to take that <laughs> anyway in any case my point is I've been good with these locks so you know just keep that in mind I'm going to take the Eagles here again um, I mean, you know, the spread is kind of kind of irrelevant here at one and a half. Like if, you know, the winning team, it, you know, the Eagles are probably going to they're probably going to cover if they win. It's Yeah. <laughs> unless you think they're going to win only by one point. I mean, that's kind of a, 
a weird situation to take the Chiefs and the points in that situation if you think they're going to cover but not win the game. Could happen, but you know, not the, certainly not the most likely scenario. So, Could come down to like a, a two-point attempt to win the game type thing. That would be a fun True. way to see that happen. You know what I mean? Like they go for two to win and don't get it, obviously. Something like that, yeah. Or it could be um, where there's a last-minute touchdown in theory, and because they do that thing now where like if you don't need the the PAT, you don't do it. You know, like at the end of games, like it could be, you know what I'm saying there? Like with the walk-off, it used to be like they would kick the extra point no yeah, matter yeah. what. You're, so you're now, saying like the, the Eagles would score like a game-winning touchdown to win the game by one point. It, as time let's say five. that in theory, and then okay. they don't just, they don't allow it. That What a crazy way. What a bad beat that would be. They, they don't allow the PAT because it's just not necessary. Gotcha. So they only win by one point. Um, that would be a, t- a tough way to lose. But uh, barring any of that, I think the Eagles win this game. You know, I have this supreme belief in Jalen Hurts. I think there's a different kind of level of will to win here. I think that he's going to be – we haven't had the Jalen Hurts game yet in these playoffs. And they, it's because – in part because the Eagles haven't needed that. <laughs> and I think that's about to change. We have also not seen the A.J. Brown game. I also like him to go off on this one against the Chiefs defense here. Um, look, you know, I have all the respect in the world for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You know, this is one – this is the best quarterback – ever i think it's going to be when his career is over We're talking about arguably the best head coach ever top two you know uh, top three whatever you want to say like one of the very very best one of the elites um i think it's going to be a close game i think it's going to come down to the final possession i will ride with the eagles just because of the pass rush they have i think they're going to force mahomes into a mistake at one point or another they'll be able to capitalize off of that uh i'm not going to bet against jalen hurts right now i believe in the eagles run game um, it's a historic team. It's done a lot of things that we have not seen before. Uh, I am not going to bet against the Eagles. I have a lot of confidence in them, and I'll take them as my lock of the week. Steven, that sounded like a lot of disrespect towards the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> well, there's a reason that I am picking the Chiefs plus one and a half as my lock uh, to, to win this week. Um, I, I don't disagree with everything that BLG said about his Eagles. Like, I, I do think that we're due for a big Jalen Hurts game. Like, they haven't really needed to deploy him all that much in the playoffs. And and the Chiefs defense, while it, it's played better in the playoffs, it's not like elite. Like, I'm not sitting here trying to convince myself that their defensive matchup on paper is is a match for the Eagles offensively. Like, the Eagles are a really good offensive team, and – the Chiefs have really struggled, uh, particularly against a team that can do all the things that the Eagles can do. But at the end of the day, it comes back to Patrick Mahomes and it comes back to Andy Reid. And while I think the Eagles have advantages talent-wise, roster-wise, I don't think that their advantages are so far and above the Chiefs' advantages that I'm willing to say they can do enough to totally shut down Patrick Mahomes. And I know he's dealing with the ankle and maybe his mobility is going to be a little questionable in this game. Like we saw him gutted out in the AFC championship game against a really good Cincinnati team. And I just think that this is another legacy matchup for him. He just won his second MVP last night. And mm-hmm. I, I working think against that- him though. Because well, MVP and, doesn't win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and I think that's another thing. If he wins the Super Bowl on Sunday, it's just another thing you can add to the Patrick Mahomes list. First quarterback to win MVP and Super Bowl since 1999, which is insane. Um, so it's just I, I, I ahead of the AFC Championship game, I told myself like I was going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals, and then there was so much disrespect flying towards the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes that I was like, okay, I have to pick the Chiefs. 
And I don't think it's the same in this matchup. Like, I don't think there's a lot of disrespect flying at the Chiefs from the Eagles side or anything like that. It's just at the point where until somebody proves me wrong, I feel like I can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going with the Chiefs. It does kind of feel like it will come down to Patrick Mahomes sort of like, you know, doing it or not doing it. And obviously that's a fair thing to bet on. Right. I mean, you know, I think nobody can argue with that logic. Obviously, you know, you can argue that the Eagles are going to do enough to kind of make things too tall of a mountain for him to climb. But if, if Patrick Mahomes has the ball in his hands at the very end of this game, I think we're all going to feel like something is a little bit inevitable, but that will be very interesting to watch unfold. Uh, Brandon, do you have a counter to anything that Steven said, including the fact that he hated everything that you said? <laughs> no, I, you know, I think that's the thing. It's like, it's, this is really the more than one thing can be true. Both of these teams are really good. You don't have to prop up one team by like taking shots at the other. Like these are both really great teams. The chiefs are basically never out of games with Mahomes at any point. I guess one thing I've been thinking about is like, Maybe this sounds crazy, but I almost don't want the Eagles to go up big. I'm almost afraid of that because I just feel like that's just setting up this huge Mahomes comeback. I almost would feel more comfortable, maybe as illogical as that might be, if the game is kind of it's playing close and it comes down to a final possession and then the Eagles get it. And, and I would trust Hurts in that situation to kind of go down and uh, you know deliver um, and, and be in a spot where I was talking, I think, to Stephen about this on the preview podcast this week. I can't remember. But, um, like, we're, I, I don't think the Bills got enough – I've said that before in the SB Nation NFL show as well. RJ, I know you have heard this. But, like, I think the Bills didn't get enough criticism in that uh, divisional round game because they could have gone for two to prevent the uh, Chiefs from just needing a field goal to get to overtime. They could have made it a right. four-point game, and that way the – the ball with what like 13 seconds you can yeah. get a field goal with 13 seconds it's really not that insane is it unlikely sure but it's like it's not impossible you get one pi call or whatever that's or one deep pass that sets it up as opposed to you're probably not going to get into the end zone with 13 seconds left like that so i think uh the last time these two teams played i would hope that nick sirianni kind of learned his lesson because he kicked a lot of short field goals in that game early on um and i would think he knows better now i think he and i think we've seen enough from him to show he has evolved as a coach to where he knows he's he, and especially how the Eagles won their previous Super Bowl where they like they went balls to the wall they had the Philly special they did these things um to be aggressive and go all out to win um I think those things definitely give them an edge that's that's one thing I I feel like could be a mismatch in terms of you know Andy Reid's going to come into the game um with the advantage of being one of the best game planners of all time especially after the extra time off the bye week and everything but I think once the game starts like, I trust Sirianni more to not like botch a timeout or or like things like that. Or, or the Chiefs could be in a situation at the end of the game where they only have one timeout left because Andy Reid blew some inexplicably at one point. Like that's something I think um, I do feel like that could be a concern for the Chiefs. I think these two teams are both really good to both of your points. Um, and Brandon, you say you don't have to like you know trash one to hype the other up. So like whoever loses isn't all of a sudden a loser just because they lost this game. Like they're still an amazing team. Like I think. I feel Unless more they get blown out. Yes, I feel more confident um, than usual that both of these teams will be playoff teams next year. I got, I didn't necessarily feel that way a year ago about the Rams and Bengals, just as an example. Um, so because the the margin for error is so thin, I think this does come down. You mentioned that Bills game, Brandon, to the coin toss, the opening coin toss, because I I want to be the team that defers. I that like that to me is going to set things up, you know, significantly, especially like the narrative of the second half. If whoever you know d does defer is able to double dip at the end of the first half and get the ball back, whatever, like th those are the tiny little things that I think are, are going to be what wins this game, like the timeouts that are, are spent or wasted or whatever, like you talked about Andy Reid. Um, 
it is time for me to make my pick. And since you both are on opposite sides of the fence here, I'm going to put one of you in the icebox. That is a lot of power, and it makes a lot of sense that I would be the person to cast this final <laughs> vote since I invented the icebox. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs uh, at plus one and a half, Ooh. which means, Brandon, so you are that. in the icebox. Great. Fun fact about the icebox. Winter is coming. I'm in the icebox. The ASMR of the footsteps is really good. You can really hear that snow crunching. It's a very satisfying sound. Yeah, Stephen um, absolutely killed it. Um, Stephen said everything I think that makes sense. Um, this is, a, I think, I really want it to be an incredible game. And I'm fascinated at the narrative switch if either team loses. I think it's much more significant, Stephen, if the Chiefs lose. We were talking about this with Pete on the NFC's mixtape this week. I, I, I do think that Mahomes is pretty safe. Like the, the MVP does provide some Teflon at this point. If the Chiefs lose this game, Stephen, I think everyone is going to come for Andy Reid. I think everyone's going to talk about how Andy Reid is limiting Patrick Mahomes, how Mahomes has succeeded in spite of him. Like that, that is the, 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 slo- the slope that we're kind of hovering on as we get ready for this game. Well, and to what BLG was saying, I, I think that that's an easy road to take because there's going to be times in this game where Andy Reid makes questionable decisions, where he doesn't go for it on a fourth and short and settles for a field goal or punts the football because that's what Andy does. Like he, he'll go for an occasional fourth down, but Andy Reid is nowhere close to Nick Sirianni's level of aggressiveness. And he's the second fewest fourth down conversions in the league or attempts, I think, in the league this yeah. year. And I think some of it, like you go back to last year's AFC championship game where they had that fourth and goal just before the half. And then it all totally unraveled against the Bengals. I think that's like the moment you can point to where Andy Reid was like, we don't do that anymore. Like that's, that's just not our thing now. And there's going to be moments in this game where the Eagles keep drives alive because they're fine with a third and six, if they can get to a fourth and two and go for it. And there's, there's a strategy involved in that that is bad for the Chiefs defense and that is going to make Andy Reid look bad because Andy Reid shies away from that aggressive kind of play most of the time. And it's going to hurt the Chiefs at some point in this game. <clears throat> we'll find out if if it winds up having an impact on the overall outcome of the game. But I do think that's going to burn the Chiefs at some point in the Super Bowl. Mm, wow. So we've given our official Super Bowl picks. Brandon is in the icebox. We have our same game parlay. Um what else is there left to do? I mean, like, I mean, what, what, why even, you know, just call it, call it a, a life. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, who cares at this point? It's. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Do we have any final thoughts, closing thoughts on the week? I mean... It's it's the Super Bowl. So like kind of to your point, Brandon, like now's not the time to hold anything back. Um, it's, a, it's a it's an interesting place for me to be. I feel like mentally I'm in a I don't know if they're contradictions, but I'm in a spot where I don't feel as confident in the Eagles winning as I did in 2017 against the Patriots. But at the same time, it, that doesn't 
I'm not saying I think they're going to lose. I just genuinely think it's going to be so close of a game that it's the NFL. It's a coin flip. There could be, um, you know, a strip sack at the end of the game that, you know. Tip, tip uh, ball, something weird. Something, yeah, right. And it, it bounces a certain way and not the other team's way, and that's the game. Like, <laughs> And that's why football is sometimes stupid because we talk about all these matchups and it just doesn't, who cares? It doesn't mean anything because there's some weird, lucky, fluky thing that happens, and that's just part of the game. That's part of football. Um, so I, I genuinely feel it's going to be something like that that could be, you know, uh, a, a big factor in this game. At the same time, um, you know, there was so much pressure in 2017 for for me because it was like the Eagles are here; they have to do it, or they're, they're never going to do it. But now they're here again, and uh, and so I, I don't feel like if they lose, I'm like I'm out. It's obviously disappointing, but they lost to a really good team and a team also that like I don't I'm not mad that Chiefs fans are happy. Like I would be mad that Patriots fans are happy <laughs> back during the other Super Bowl. That would make me mad. Um, I don't. There's no animosity, and I think that goes both ways. I'm, I'm going to speak for you, Stephen. There, but I'm pretty comfortable saying there's no animosity either way from chiefs and eagles fans this is not a rivalry maybe it's the beginning of one hey that would be kind of cool if these teams continue to you know meet in the super bowl be more hateful and then it can be that's well they're also there will be a super bowl rematch next season and it you know uh, because the the eagles and chiefs are going to play um in 2023 so that'll kind of be interesting and we'll see at arrowhead uh, just for what it's worth yeah we'll see if we can um keep this going um well in theory it could be in germany if i'm not mistaken but i don't think it will be anyway possible yeah I don't think it will be. Anyway, um, the other thing is uh, that, like, I think the Super Bowl would mean more to me. And I, I know not everyone's in the same boat because it's like, how could you say that? The first one was the best and what up, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm always going to have uh, a, a special place in my heart for the first one. But uh, I was in Minnesota for that game. And I'm very fortunate to be able to say that. You know, I was covering it out there. But this time I'm going to be here in Philly and I'm going to be watching literally not even a full block away from Broad Street. So if they win, I can just go out and celebrate with everyone and be part of that. And that's kind of like a, a bucket list item for me and a lifelong thing that I've always wanted to experience. And having this connection with this city um, and what the Eagles mean to this city and being there for that. So um, I almost want this one more. But at the same time, I'm OK. I, I'm, I'm much more OK if they lose. I will be like, OK. To um, go ahead, uh, to go back to like the lack of rivalry here, maybe like a future rivalry. I did actually talk to Pete Sweeney this week about it during one of our daily like Super Bowl reports. And he said that he did not like how friendly these teams were being. Like he <laughs> he was like, I enjoyed well, the Bengals the taking shots yeah. and and how much the Chiefs and the Bengals hate each other. And so he was actually like, I'm kind of over, like I get it, they're brothers and everything, but like I'm over. Kel, Travis and Jason, like just having a blast, enjoying everything and everybody being super friendly and respectful. He was like, I want to see some some Super Bowl animosity. And we haven't gotten any of that. No, it's been really passive. Um, I mean, and I I think if you're an independent fan, like if you're a, I don't know, like a, a Lions fan, I don't think you have any real reason to dislike either of these two teams. Like, I don't think any Raiders fan is is enjoying this. I certainly am not enjoying it as a Cowboys fan. Um, but for the most part, these are, like, I think everybody just respects these two teams. Like they're both really good. They're both really talented. Like there's no like qualms or holes you can poke at anything. Um, I know the man that we need though, to like light the flame to start the aggression. And it's Nick Sirianni. The moment that Nick gets on the field on Sunday 
is when all the rough and tough and like hate hating really starts. That's he's the hero that we need in this moment. Like it's been too chill. We need well, somebody to come in and just kind of mix things up. That's my boy Nick. Like he just runs up to Andy Reid before the game and just like gives him a woo, like right. In his <laughs> yeah, like exactly. He's gonna have some sort of like moment or something like he's, like the like, Harbaugh Schwartz exchange, but except at the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's. I never knew that I needed Nick Sirianni until right now um, to, to kind of spice things up. Um, wow. Um, I'm so fascinated to see this game. Um, I'm so happy that I was right, that it's the first game that Patrick Mahomes will ever play in the playoffs wearing his white jersey. Um, I think that's significant. Um, How about this? I have another jersey thing for you, RJ. Uh, okay. It's the first time, if I'm not mistaken, unless, you know, I don't know if you know this, uh, Stephen, but uh, unless I am wrong here, I think it's the first time the Chiefs had wore red pants in the playoffs since like the seventies or something like some like super long time ago here. I'm not sure on that. January 4th, 1970 conference championship game win over John Madden's Raiders to advance to Super Bowl four, four. I believe was their last time they wore red pants in the, in the playoffs. Wow. When they beat the fraud Vikings. Wow. And how about this? Uh, in 2022, when the Chiefs wore red pants, they only went four in two in those games and nine, 11 of nine, uh, 19 losses for Patrick Mahomes. He's only lost 19 times ever have come in red pants and three of those nine were at home. So it's not just about being on the road. So I, I like should, the red. Yeah, pants. So I should change my pick. Cause these red pants, <laughs> I really like the red pants. Um, they, I don't like the, the all white look Steven for the chiefs. I don't know if I'm alone on that. I think a lot of chiefs fans like the like icy whites or whatever. Pete was calling yeah. for the white. Yeah. I, I think there's a, uh, there's a large portion of the fan base that really loves the all whites. I like the red pants personally. I, I prefer the all reds, but they're the road team in the Super Bowl. Mm. They can't go all red. Right. Um, Steven, I have one last question for you. You mentioned Pete. He said on the NFC's mixtape that he felt that the Chiefs had already played the best team that they would face in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the Bengals. Do you, just your thoughts on that. I guess do you, the question yeah. is ultimately, do you think the Eagles are better than the Bengals? It's yes. Yes. <laughs> It's I understand what he's doing there, because in a, in a lot of ways, that was such a monumental AFC championship game for the Chiefs. Like they had to get that one. They had to. Otherwise, the conversation we're having about this team and where they're at right now is totally different right now. If they lose that game to the Bengals again. So I understand what he's doing there. And Cincinnati is a talented team. But they don't have the talent that the Eagles have. Like, let, let, let's just get that straight. Like, their defense is, is good in Cincinnati, and it's talented, but they might lose their defensive coordinator, who I think is a big reason why that defense has been so consistent over the last two years. They don't have any star power on the defensive side of the ball like the Eagles do. Like, the Eagles are, are loaded in, in that regard. And then – and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are both really talented, but A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are equally as talented, if you ask me. So – and their offensive line is better. Like the Bengals probably lost that game because their offensive line fell apart and their offensive line, even when it was fully healthy was a little bit better than last year, but it wasn't elite. Like the Eagles offensive line is like Pete's just stoking the fire. The Eagles are a much more talented team than the Bengals. What's your score prediction, Steve? Um, I picked 35 to 30 Kansas city. Okay. So not 10 points. Like, <laughs> Pete said I, so confidently. I only think it's 10 points if it's like Chiefs are up three and then like just kind of put it away like in the final moments. Like that's right. the only way I could see yeah. that happening. But like and that is possible, obviously. But no, yeah, um, it, yes. There could be scenario. I, yes. Like I would but it's not I would like, add uh, 
just to piggyback but he, off but he said it more in like it's like a 10 point like throughout the game is my kind of vibe it wasn't like that it wasn't like hey close game and then a score at the end he was just like yeah i think they went pretty easily relatively um <laughs> steven touched on something that like i think it finally like kind of broke the glass for how i view this game i feel like this is like had to versus want to like this is like a had to game for the chiefs like it's a have to game for mahomes and legacy and reed and legacy and all this stuff versus like the Eagles haven't had to do anything. They just wanted. They just wanted to obliterate teams like all season long. They want to go for it on fourth down. They, so it's like have versus want. That's how I view these two teams ultimately. Yeah, I think there's more pressure on the Chiefs to win this game for sure because of the the dynasty, you know, at right. stake because of the legacy of of just being to five straight AFC Championship games and having one Super Bowl to show for that is nice, but it's a little like hollow. I feel like. Oh. Don't you think though that there's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts in this game because this is a a game where, I I mean, Hurts is never going to be, and I think he's an incredibly talented quarterback, but I feel like people are always going to question his ability and, you know, never move him up into that like upper echelon uh, elite level of quarterback or something like that. But you win a Super Bowl like this is a career defining moment for a player like that and a player that has been largely doubted for his career so far. Well, he does have a lot to gain. Yes, I would agree. And, um, you know, from the narrative standpoint of, oh, championship game, he had to be replaced by Tua, you know, like all this, that kind of stuff and, and putting that to bed. Um, I guess with him, I just don't feel, and maybe you feel this way about the, or anyone feels this way about the Chiefs, but like, I just don't think pressure matters. To him. Like, he doesn't seem like a player who just is just like phased by, by that at all. Um, yeah. Um, I think Mahomes has more to gain. Ultimately, not that Hurts has nothing to gain, obviously, but like Mahomes wins and then like the the like, you know, all time conversation is like fully on. You know what I mean? Like like pe- people are, are not going to like hold themselves back anymore. It, it, it allows for some liberties for those discussions to be had. They're still a little bit silly sometimes. But like if you have mul- like how many quarterbacks have won multiple titles this like century three Brady, Peyton and Ben. That's it. Like who else has won multiple titles as a quarterback? That's it. Right. Like, so, yeah. so that's what I'm that's saying. Like, it. you're, like, you're talking about like he's already on that on that pace. And to your point, Brandon, you justify that like we got to, you know, out of this run, we're going to keep building, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think he has more to gain in that sense. But yeah, Hertz wins. And all of a sudden, like you can't keep him out of those conversations the way Steven's talking about. Like, it's like, oh, no, he's better than this, he's better than that because he won the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. He should he would have won MVP if he hadn't missed the games. Like all those things have life all of a sudden if the Eagles win this game. So, um, OK, those are our picks. I'm feeling sick. So I think we need to get out of here. Um, Anybody have anything else to say about football or life in general? Just eat really gross on Sunday, and <laughs> hopefully we get a good football game. What is what the, you, yeah? What's the top thing maybe we're looking forward to eating on Sunday? I haven't decided my menu yet. Mm. Um, I got to figure out what I'm going to make, but I'm going to make something that's extremely unhealthy. That's good. Um, I was asked uh, this week like what my go-to Super Bowl snack is. And I can't, I like made up an answer, um, but I'm actually really proud of it. What um, do you mean you made up? An well, answer? like I've never I've never done it before, but I'm I feel like I'm going to implement it moving forward. Um, so like you're at a Super Bowl party, like I think any kind of chips and dip are not a functional snack because you have to have a plate. You know, you want to sit on a couch, like Wrong. it's not it's comfortable. Wrong. It's not comfortable. Wrong. Um, what I thought about pigs in a blanket. I can grab like four of them in my <laughs> hand. You know what I'm saying? And I can sit anywhere, stand anywhere. Mm. If there's a dog, I can like that's a safe thing to feed to a dog at a Super Bowl party. And when I'm done, I don't have Why to go wash my hands. Like I can just like wipe my hands on my pants. So what are you um, talking about? What are you doing? <laughs> what? 
why are you napkin. Just, why, why are you just wiping? Yeah. Like, no, like, I, then I have to like I feel bad can... for RJ's wife who has to like clean all of his clothes potentially. I can clean my I don't clothes. Know I, clean laundry, my, but... I clean my clothes myself. You okay. know, whatever. Well, I don't know. It's a shared house. I feel like all right, but... well, good. But I'm glad because I'm a, I'm gonna be terrified if it's the other way around. Um, but pigs in a blanket is my go-to snack. I, like from now on, moving forward. Are you actually gonna have those on Sunday? I, I want to. That's the plan. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not to. like I'm not so gonna like. like... Are they like mini dogs or are you getting like that's what I'm envisioning in my head? Like I'm envisioning them to be like, you know, the size where I could put I can palm like four of them. That's mm-hmm. how big I want them to be. I I mean you can do dip. You can just spoon some of the dip onto your plate. No, Get a plate. You, then, like, spoon it, can you can you, you eat a plate there. anything off of a plate comfortably from a couch? No. Sure. Yes. What are you talking about? No, you have oh to like God. hold it there and like and then oh, you gotta like man. watch the crumbs. Like that's so awkward. And then, uh, and then you're crunching and ruining the noise for people. Oh, you need in a blanket if, are silent. I do think you should have like a bowl for some dip, for like a little okay. one of those little paper bowls or something like that. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. because um, you are just asking for people to drop like cheese dip and salsa all over your furniture. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you get the bowl. That's my point. Like pigs on a blanket are very, you know, friendly in a lot of ways. They're silent too. The noise thing you're not considering. Like imagine you're trying to hear Greg Olson like assess what Jalen Hurts is doing and something <laughs> happening all around you. You don't want that. The Gautens are very big. Not just me, like, and not just my parents, but like the Gautens in general. If there's a Gauten out there, they love dip. Like the Gautens, yeah, well, they're are also huge. very big. Like they're six foot five generally. Yeah, they're, they're big and they love dips. So. Um, I love a, a buffalo chicken dip. I don't know if I'm going to have that on Sunday. I think one of the things I'm looking really forward to, and also I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to have this, but in my mind, what I'm looking forward to, um, and it is a good and I think an underrated Super Bowl party thing, is a tomato pie, which is you know like a Philly thing, like the South the, the, the South Philly tomato pie, which is different than a Trenton-style tomato pie, where there's no cheese on it. It's just like a, a cold. It's not even hot. It's cold. That doesn't be, It's not like cold, but you know, like room temperature, whatever, cool. And uh, there's actually a recipe for this on SBNation.com about that for a little plug uh, on because there's a there's a Chiefs eating guide, I believe. And there's also a Philadelphia Eagles eating guide um, with recipes in there. Just a, a block of a tomato pie. It's just a nice time. You got that cool sauce. And it's just it's just I'm, it's all I'm thinking about right now. So all there right. you go. that was a horrible answer. Um, no, it was a great answer. I did. I did consider making Phillies, uh, but that was quickly eighty six wow. by everybody that's coming over. They were like, "Absolutely, yeah, that's, you can't do that. That's not <laughs> yeah. a good vibe for you." Also, um, no more of the Rocky stuff. Not because it's like bad vibes, but like it's been played out. We don't need. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to do the what Rocky do you mean? thing. Like I don't need to see an, an opposing fan base put their jersey on the Rocky statue. Like it's it never works done. out. It's not working out but, for them. No, but like I'm. It's not even just that it's not working out. It's like the joke is over. Like you've ruined the joke. It was funny the first like five times. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like I don't think it was ever fun. It's not like that. Maybe the well, first it was, time. It ever. was like it was at least creative the first five times. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's like well we're gonna be the next. We're gonna be the 600th people to put our jersey on the Rocky statue. It's like enough. Enough of this. All right. Um. Let's get out there's, of here. Let's there's bounce. some conspiracy theory about like if that's even truly Chiefs fans and not just Eagles fans. I know. False flag. All right. Because let's Kelsey go. I have to. I have to go to the store and get things for pigs in a blanket. So, um, <laughs> I promise you, that's the best snack. Try it out, both of you. Tomato pie. Steven, just go to the frozen aisle and get a bag and just get them. Thank me later. You we're, you both have things to do on the computer. Pigs in a blanket is an easy thing. You're not going to get your hands dirty, like I'm saying. You can keep a napkin around. Like, yeah, but I I like I'll just wipe it on my I like, pants. I like the process. I like I like all of it. That's my point. Um, Steven, sing us a song and then close up. 
I don't I don't have anything to say. I got nothing. Then that's the way we leave. Go cheese. Right, come with me. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.